Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What movie baddie scared the bejeebers out of you as a kid? Freddy Krueger, Jason, etc. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the third hour of the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk. I'm Bradley. Uh, Mike's along for the ride. And Holly is asking the question today. 651-641-1071. Holly, why are we asking about Halloween baddies? Ooh, ooh, buckle in, Bradley. We're taking a trip to the nostalgia zone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, let's. Can we do that? Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Good. Why are we here? We're here, Bradley, because it is Halloween season and it is time for scary movies. <laughs> and having a random thought the other day, thinking about how I used to be terrified. Okay, okay. random thought. Of, I'm of, terrified. Well, the random thought came from the fact, so spoiler alert, I have been spending a lot of time getting my parents' house ready for a big move. Okay. And I had the thought of remembering that I used to think that Freddy Krueger, the scary villain of a Nightmare on Elm Street film franchise, used to live in our basement. Wow. And he lived, used to live in your basement? Yeah, behind the furnace. And Ooh. then it got me thinking of all of these classic scary creatures, baddies, all these characters from movies that used to just scare the crap out of you. Now, I have never actually sat through and watched a complete Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Really? Because Freddy Krueger scares the crap out of me. I, I too, uh, don't think I've ever watched a full movie because I uh, was a teenager when those movies came out, I think, maybe a little younger. Preteen? No, teenager, probably. And, um, yeah, uh, I did not want to live in a world where I could go to sleep and things could kill me. No, no. Thank you. No, so Freddy Krueger was the ultimate in terror. Also reminded of Critters. Do you remember Critters, Bradley? No, I mean, I do, but I never watched that. These little hairy things from space that came to terrorize a small town? Well, Bradley, in Critters, too, they formed a giant ball, and they rolled through the town, and they rolled over this guy's body, and they ate it, and that scared the crap out of me when I was little. Stay away, stay away, stay away. Stay away from me, Critters. <laughs> let's go away to, or let's go away. Let's uh, stay right here and talk to Carla because she's got a movie baddie for you. Hey, Carla. Who scared the uh, pants off of you, Carla? Hey, um, we are going back to the nostalgia zone for sure. Um, I have actually never seen two of these movies all the way through. 
Wizard of Oz. Remember the flying monkey scene? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I've never sat through that. And Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, and tell me it's not the tunnel scene. Oh, Lord, yes. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. just hate that movie. We're on, oh, gosh. I, I love the movie, but that scene used to scare the pants off of me. Thank you, Carla. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Carla. Those both family-friendly movies that have a very sinister Which undertone. I actually am a fan of. Same. I think, you know, kids should be scared yeah. on some level. Uh-huh. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, when you're a kid, being scared is kind of fun, right? Okay, let's go to Stacy. You want to ask Stacy about her baddie uh, feels? Please, Stacy. who was the movie baddie that scared the crap out of you as a kid? Well, for me, it was Malachi in Children of the Corn. Oh, that's another movie I've never seen. Okay, so tell us who Malachi is and why he was so, so scary. Like he's like the leader of the bad guys out, and and I, then he had this other, I don't know, like sidekick, and I can't remember what that name of that one was. But Malachi was, he was the best friend in Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey, and I can't watch that movie because I can still see him as Malachi. Oh, <laughs> okay. And what was the deal with like so? Children in the corn, like did people just go out in the cornfield and die, or like what happened? No, it was like some weird kind of religious Stephen Kingy uh, devil. I, I don't I don't remember exactly because corn. I saw it once and I was yeah. babysitting in the country across from a cornfield. Oh god. And no. it bought no. me a heart attack. Oh, <laughs> no. I feel you, Stacey. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, isn't it all about set and setting sometimes for these scary things? Stay away. I mean, when stay I listen away, to stay <laughs> stay away. Yes, stay away, children of the corn. That was just, you know, again, I I don't even think you needed to watch these movies to be scared by them. Because I, like I said, I didn't see, I haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street all the way through. I've seen a lot of them, but uh, bits. But uh, I did never watch um, Friday the 13th all the way through. I've never watched Children of the Corn all the way through. And yet, still terrified by people in hockey masks. Mm-hmm. Should we go to Abby? Yes. Abby, what movie yes. character scared the crap out of you as a kid? Well, this is a really old one, but it was Wait Until Dark. Ooh. Tell us about it. It's about a, a woman who is blind, and somehow she comes into possession of a doll that has cocaine in it. <laughs> and the people who want the cocaine are after her in her apartment. And I have never been so scared in my life. Oh, who is it? Do you remember who's in this movie? Yes, Audrey Hepburn. Okay, so uh, so this movie sounds vaguely familiar because I, I have probably seen it on a rerun or something on television. I have this vision of her walking around her apartment with people yes. in it and not being able to, to realize that there's yes. people there. And turning off the lights so they couldn't see. Oh, yes. Yeah, terrifying. It's scary, 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 scary. As a matter of fact, I saw it in one of the first double theaters where you had a double feature and the other feature was going on the other side. And as we were watching Cool Hand Luke, all of a sudden we heard the other theater go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Abby, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that flashback. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, Terrifying. Isn't terrifying. it? It is. It is these things that you don't even see, Bradley. I want to bring up another one that scared the crap yeah. out of me. I've never actually seen this movie all the way through, but it is the 1988 remake of The Blob. That movie. That's interesting. I've never seen the remake. Terrifying. Even if you just watch the clips on YouTube, which I have gone and done, terrifying because, and I remi- I'm reminded of this, and I want to thank Abby because 
I remember going to see Bambi as a kid. You were terrified of Bambi? No. Oh. In the movie theater. Yeah. But playing across from us uh, was the blob. And I remember it. seeing through the double doors things that were happening in the blob that have been seared into my mind for decades. Uh, one of the scariest baddies on TV or movies was uh, TV's Bob. Do you know Bob from Twin Peaks? Wow, Bob. Wow. Ah! Wow, Bob. And also wow. the movie Firewalk with Me. Ah! Scares the pants. Pants. Like if I am alone in a dark room, I feel in my house, like if I walk upstairs, you know, and don't turn the lights on at first thing, I, I just know Bob's going to pop out behind, you know, the dresser because that's what he does. Bradley. In the movie. No. <laughs> Let's let Richard be the last word on scary baddies from Halloween movies of yore. Uh, all right, Richard, who's your scariest Halloween baddie? I got to go with Pinhead from Hellraiser. Oh. Now, Richard, have you watched the Hellraiser film series? Yeah, I watched all of them. I just got done with the new Hulu one a couple nights ago. And still terrifying? And, uh, I like the direction they took it this time, but still just scary. Very, <gasps> I, I don't know. He was the only one that ever got me. Oh, Richard, thank you so much yes, for sharing that. You. That's another one I wouldn't watch because no. I'm like, I don't want to. I shan't be scared by this thing. Well, and that movie is terrifying. And it's also really horny. Oh. Well, that's the whole thing with the Cenobites, Bradley. I don't and know. And Pinhead. Cenobites just sounds like something you get at the mall in the 80s. <laughs> I like a bag of Cenobites. <laughs> well, you don't want Cenobites. Okay. Don't open the box, Bradley, okay, because good. these are people that. who like pleasure so much that it turns into weird pain. And okay. that's like the scene. The, they're all like, it's just, it's, it's scary. Okay. I don't want any part of this in my life. So we're going to move on. And when we come back, Holly's got movie chats uh, for us again, because we're going to reboot or get the boot. There's a new movie coming out. It's actually a sequel to an old movie. We'll hear what it is when we return right here on my talk. One Oh seven one. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk. One Oh seven one. I'm Bradley trainer. That's Holly Roberts and Mike along for the ride. It's time to reboot or get the boot. Reboot. Get the boot. Woo! And that's when we decide whether or not a reboot should get the reboot treatment or just get a big old boot in the fanny. Holly, what's up for debate today? We have, Bradley, a sequel to a 1996 summer blockbuster. And it's getting the sequel treatment. A 1996 blockbuster. Okay, one wonders, yes. what's that? It is a sequel to the movie Twister. Oh! A sequel to Twister. A Interesting. sequel to Twister, and it's called yeah. Twisters. Oh, because there's not one, but maybe two? Maybe. Oh, I bet, like, you know, they're going to have, like, mega climate change twisters. There's a dozen at a time. Probably. Affecting cities all over the country. Well, Bradley, you just wrote the sequel oh, to Twist. I? I, I'm, I'm only assuming. Okay, what do we know about it? Uh, here's what we know about it. Apparently, Steven Spielberg, who I think was an executive producer on the original Twister, if not BFFs with the movie's original producer, Frank Marshall, really likes the script. And this script for Twisters is written by the same guy who wrote the movie The Revenant. Do you remember The Revenant? I did. I did not see it. That's the Leo one where he eats like a bear. He he crawls inside a bear to keep warm. That's one of the things that happens in that movie. That guy wrote this. 
And this movie was going to be directed by the same dude who directed another sequel that was very popular, Top Gun Maverick, Joseph Kaczynski. But apparently he decided to do a racing car movie, so he's not available. So they're still looking for a director for Twisters. Twisters. Is it Twisters with a Z? I think we should give them that note. Really badass twisters. That's right. Um, you know, I could, I, I can totally see this movie. And if you had a great director, do you get Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt again? Well, Bill Paxton is no longer with us. Well, I mean, that's not stopped Hollywood before. That's when true. did he die? Uh, he died probably three or four years ago. Oh my god! Yeah, it was it's a, been a long yeah, time. It was I'm a sad, sorry. Yeah, I'm it was a sad. Yeah, that was offensive. Yeah, well, I apologize. Yeah, it's quite all right. But to your point, Hollywood. Are we going to get Helen it? Hunt again? We don't know now. Sources over at Deadline.com say that there's hope to bring Helen Hunt back, and that the drama would focus on the daughter that she had with the character played by Bill Paxton. So there still would be a connection and his character would still be a part of Twisters. You have to say it just like that. Twisters. 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 Climate change is real. What? There's, well, I could see like, honestly, and I'm being facetious, but at the same time, you can totally see a plot wherein there's some, you know, once in a thousand year uh, climate scenario that has twisters being set off in multiple places. Mm-hmm. It, but it does almost ride the line of of hokey. Like, it makes me think, what was that one, although it was a fun movie to watch, um, a fun disaster movie to watch, where, like, everything froze, like the whole planet froze? Day After Tomorrow. Is that, is that yeah? Yeah, that sounds familiar. With Jake they, were, Gyllenhaal. they were racing the freezing flag yes. down the pole. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I don't remember. Did the Earth warm up again? What Spoiler alert! I, I don't. Remember. Well, I mean, it's come on. Anyway, the moral of the story is you run the risk of making it just seem way too far fetched. Mm-hmm. But you know, a good disaster film can be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, let us remember. Earthquake starring Ava Gardner, Charlton <laughs> yes. Heston. So many people listening and, remember that. And Walter Matthau in a fun hat. Oh. I feel like he always had a fun hat. But yeah. in addition to that, I mean, there's a whole genre of disaster yes. films, especially a circa the 1970s. Right. I mean, well, Towering Inferno. Swarm. Airport 77. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, now, no, I'm saying, like, I think yeah. you can pull a film like this off. Mm-hmm. Um, it really just is all going to depend on the quality of, of uh, artistry sure. and talent that you're bringing to the to the project. Now, the original Twister had a lot of artistry and talent, and it was also a huge hit at the box office. So it starred Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton. It was written by Michael Crichton. The screenplay for the original Twister, and it was directed by Jan DeBont, who was known for doing a lot of cinematography and big action movies. He also directed the movie Speed in 1994 with Keanu Reeves. I'll stop doing that now. Okay. Um, <laughs> Twister it made almost half a billion dollars worldwide when it was released in and they 1996. Had a cow? They had a cow. Ooh, where's that cow? I think it was Digital Bradley. Really? Yeah. Oh, movie magic. Movie magic. <laughs> <laughs> in the creation of that the best pun of the day. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so by all means, Twister is primed for the sequel treatment. What do you say, Holly? Reboot or get the boot? I say for Twisters, possibly with a Z. Why the heck not? Let's reboot it. Okay. It deserves a sequel. The movie was beloved. I remember going to see it multiple times in the movie theater because I was one of those kids who had no life and I just spent my summers at the movies. 
and it and it it's good it's solid it's entertaining and if they can get that tone again because it had humor to it it was philip seymour hoffman yeah. he played the character dusty he added a little light uh, amusement and humor to oh, it yeah, i know yeah too. exactly so if they can capture the same tone as the original twister and they don't lean too much into the spectacular double twister gosh knows whatever if they keep yeah. it grounded so to speak totally here for it what All about right. you brad uh i say definitely reboot because mm-hmm. like i said if they can get the right people to do it i'm here for it who I mean, we need a good disaster film every generation right yes so i'm here for it yeah because you need to like i think that's kind of like the whole point of a big disaster film like you know it speaks it, to the anxieties of the yes, time. Yes, exactly. And you can imagine where in all the talk of climate change, uh, this would be a way for people to sort of express it on the big screen. Mike, what do you say? Oh, yeah, let's do it. I mean, there's you were talking about horror movies before. That scene when they're at the drive-in at night and the twister comes out of nowhere, for me at that age in a twistery area of the country, yeah. that was one of the most horrifying movie moments I remember as like oh, a 10-year-old. Sure. So that that's huge. But the key is not to, you know, jump the shark. They kind of did. They're, by the end of that movie, they're driving through, you know, a, a house trying to get away from a twister. So. What, you're saying that it wasn't realistic? <laughs> the ending I of mean, Twister? You know. Where they didn't they drive into the middle of the twister to let loose all of those uh Correct. The, the Dorothy, Dorothy yep. uh, reading things cuz that was the whole thing it was for science. Yep. Yeah. We're doing science. it for science. We're doing it for science. Spoiler for alert. It. I don't think scientists live such an action-packed life. Sometimes. You know, it's possible. It just depends on the science. It's true. You know. Uh, the science of pop culture continues with the three of us scientists furiously working hard. Um, we've also got the science of dumb people doing dumb things when we return. We like to call them crazy, stupid. Idiot. And we'll do that on the other side of this right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Shoe. Uh, let's just get right to the idiots because, you know, some days, uh, why wait? Welcome back. Well, then. Yeah. I guess yeah. one could no, say. Just like I said it that's a crazy, talking. stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. You know, dumb things doing dumb people. Wait. Backwards. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of. Lord, uh... And sometimes other places like. We're going to London, Bradley. We're going to London. We are going to London Heathrow Airport. Oh, okay. I'd like to go there. Yes, it is the biggest airport. I don't know why that wasn't British. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The UK's having a tough day. Are they? I think Liz Truss is having a bad day. Yeah. The rest of the Brits are like, move along. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> well, let's go to London Heathrow Airport, and we have to board a British Airways Boeing 777-300. Now, this all happened before the aircraft took off to its final destination on October 7th. Um, it is what happened with a particular passenger who was making their way onto the plane into their seat that just makes them a crazy, stupid idiot. But I mean, there's really nothing to it. And I, Bradley, I want you to guess what this passenger on this Boeing 777 that was grounded at London Heathrow Airport did to make them a crazy, stupid idiot. 
Now, I want to tell you the only reason that we know this, I'm going to give you a hint, is because there was a leaked copy of an aircraft maintenance log explaining what had happened, which caused this to go viral. They didn't want us to know about this, but it happened. He took a really big duty and clogged the turlet. Well, give yourself a partial ding for the first part of your guess. Yeah, just a little ding. Yeah, duty was involved. And not free. Well, it was free duty for this person. (laughs) Free duty? (laughs) Or duty free. Oh, I was trying to make a joke. I that, see what yeah. I don't know where you're going with this. So There's, did he stuff liquor bottles down the toilet? No, he pooped. Oh, it was actual. And poop. it wasn't in the toilet. Where did he poo? Um, in the cockpit? No. In his seat? No. On the aisle? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know, Bradley. Because. Why? <laughs> I mean, when you gotta go, you gotta go. That's nasty. Um, yes, this flight was not duty free. There's the joke. Hey! I stuck that there. landing. I got there eventually. <laughs> Couldn't remember the arrangement yeah, of the fine. words. Yeah. So, according to this aircraft maintenance log, the log book reads <laughs> Log. <laughs> During boarding, Passenger stripped from the waist down and defecated on rear galley floor. He sat in it, rubbed it into galley floor, okay. and aisle okay. carpet. Okay, no, no. But wait, what? Bradley. That's nasty. There's more. There's more? Yeah. According to the logbook, he walked in it and started running up the aisle. He's Crack a window. Air it out. Well, I mean, luckily the plane was on the ground so they could do that. He smeared his arms from hands to elbow and fecal Why? matter no, and aggressively no, ran no, no. at other passengers. Okay, so. fecal matter Okay, okay, around. stop, stop. This is according to the log, Bradley. I'm just telling you. I, see, Holly does this thing where she's like, I can't help it. It's the story. It is. I have to read all of the creepy details. Now, the long book noted that the curtains and carpets were severely contaminated and a deep clean was required. Oh, my God. That would be terrifying. Can you imagine? I mean, look, here's the thing. It's a privilege to be on a plane. I get this, right? Like anytime somebody biatches about being on a plane and they're like, oh, so-and-so was loud or, oh, my, my ginger ale was not cold enough. I'm like, we, you're on a plane. You're it's fine. A, you're you're going a, somewhere yeah. likely that is better than where you, you're starting. And so even then, if that's not the case, admire the science. You're in a metal tube hurling through space. But that said, yeah. in the world we live in, in 2022... It is a terrifying place often to be in an airplane because I don't know if you met the world. It's, it's there's a lot. And so even just everybody sitting in their space can be a little uh, uncomfortable. Right. Right. Uh, least of all, because there's no leg room. Don't even get me started. But but, you know, everybody's on edge. It's probably hot or too cold. Right. Uh, people are hacking. With loose coughs. Snoring. Not masked. Cheeto fingers. Cheeto fingers. Not We've, wiping. How many stories about people like, you know, fumbling under the blankets with things? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe having too many cocktails. Feet. Uh, like, all of those things would be terrifying. Can you imagine? Yeah. What? I literally don't know what I would do. Like, would I shut down and just be like, 
I don't know, literally just pass out? What else could you what do? What do you do? Because you can't get up and run. Bradley the guy's per- running around cut, flinging doo-doo. Bradley pretends to be <laughs> unconscious. <laughs> now, here's the good news about all of this, is that this all happened while people were boarding the plane, so it wasn't in air. Now, the aircraft was taken out of service. Passengers had a delay, but they went on to a new airplane. They took that one oh, out of commission because they had to. Be no, because I mean they had to deep clean that. Oh God! They had to deep clean that. Oh. And so then, folks eventually went to their final destination. And you're destination. not getting that smell out. I'm no. sorry. No. I'm sorry. No. I don't care how deep you're cleaning. That's a lot of Febreze. And you just know they're not really deep cleaning it. Oh. It's just like, well, I'll do. Yeah. Oh God. That was a bad one, Holly. Well. I had to read it. I'm giving you the news. Where are we going I know. Next? You did a noble thing. Thank you. You really did. <laughs> I'll accept my Pulitzer at a later date. Oh, hey! Okay, you get a prize for that. Your prize today, Holly, is to sit there and not talk. Okay. I want to take you to Syracuse, New York. <laughs> and I want to tell you about a guy who did something recently that earned him crazy stupidity at status. He did it in his apartment. His name is Daniel Hart. It was about 1221 in the morning. That means it was the middle of the night. And there were some people in his home. Sleeping? Uh, he wanted to get rid of the people in his home. You know, like we've all been there. Oh, you have yeah. guests. It's 1221. You're looking at your watch like... <sighs> trying to give subtle hints. It's not working. Your guests. Blah, blah, blah. Are we going to have another drink? Let's have another drink. Just one uh, more drink. No. And you're like, I really want to go to bed. No. So he did something. And the something that he did to try to remove his friends from his home earned him crazy stupid idiot status. Would you like to guess what he did to get his house guests to leave? Hmm. And no, it doesn't involve anything from the first story. Great. Um, did that person take away their phones and uh, said, you're not going to have your phone until you leave the house? I like that. That's clever. Mm-hmm. But no, that's no. not what happened. Okay. Um, Mike, feel free to yeah. jump in if you yeah, have a guess. Give, give a guess. Ooh, I turned on some sort of really annoying music and just blared it. Oh, yeah. They played the John Tesh sax- we go. saxophone music <laughs> that we played yesterday. Know. It's a good thing that wasn't in the replay. Um, uh, well, it was last night. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, I thought we didn't play music. Not on the podcast. On the oh! on the radio. Okay, well. We pay licensing fees for music. It was not uh, that, though, Okay, uh, Mike. This guy did something you're not going to believe. He cut his cut off his nose to spite his face. Metaphorically, he didn't actually cut off his nose. Um, but he did something that ended up damaged, uh, kicking him himself out of his house. Oh, no. As well. Did he did he wreck up? the? He, it didn't involve firearms, did it? Well, you're halfway there. It involved fire. Oh, no. Oh, no. He burnt down his apartment? Well, he decided to set his shower curtain on fire to try to get his visitors to leave. Well, I mean, crazy stupid idiot logic would be like, like, I'm going to set this on fire because it's near water and I can put it out quickly. Yeah. And then, you know, (laughs) oh, sorry, guys, Uh, you're going to have to leave because there's a fire. I guess that was the rationale. He goes into his bathroom. His name is Daniel Hart. He's 39. You know, I when I first read this, I was like, maybe he's 21 and hasn't figured out how to be social yet. Because, uh, you know, until you're about 22 or 3, your prefrontal cortex is not fully formed. Anyway, uh, he's 39, and he decided he wanted the uh, inside of his apartment back. 
So he went into the bathroom, set the shower curtain on fire with a lighter. The curtain, of course, fell onto the floor where it then burned until police officers arrived and stomped on it until it was extinguished. Police officers. I'm surprised it wasn't firefighters, but okay. By setting the fire, he endangered the people in his apartment and the other people living in the building, according to police. Uh, He was charged with second degree arson. And put in jail. But again, I, I want the rest of the story. You know? Like, I want to know, like... Motives? Were, like, were they just really rude people? Or, like, couldn't take a hint people? Or was it, like, people who showed up unannounced? I mean, like, I need to know the backstory. Yeah. Because you know things had to be bad to think, like, Oh, God, what can I do? The only thing I can do is start my shower curtain on fire yeah that's really passive aggressive if you've got (laughs) folks that you need to leave your house you just say it's time for everyone to go i am tired just do what everybody else does and say i gotta get up for a really important thing tomorrow morning yeah i gotta clean my tupperware deb get out of my house okay do you got time for one more you got a quickie in there no i want to save mine for for tomorrow Because when we come back, we're going to update you on two things. One, the Throwback Live. Two, all of your fabulous responses to our question of the day, which was simply trick, treat, or boo, Snickers, Milky Way, or Three Musketeers. We'll read through some of your answers and play that Throwback Live when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 